Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. Habili off the seas out now. He puts a kick out. Croke is there against. Oh, Jared Join us as we go Behind the Limelight. Yes, it's Raiders podcast time. And speaking of Jared Croker, still a couple short for that record. I know we're all kind of vibing behind that to, to equal to its seniors record. He's still a bit short. I know that you, some of us have picked it in our in our predictions the last couple of weeks, but we're still waiting for Toots. He scored. I tell you what, you've, you've, you might have jumped the gun early because I think that's where I was heading for my prediction this week. Ooh. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Yes, a uh, couple of good things to talk about today. Tommy Logan, Benny Pollock, welcome, boys. Behind the limelight once again. First, I want to kick off the show. Let's talk about Origin selections. We've had a couple of really good. Uh, players chosen, Nicky Chotridge or Nick Cottridge if you will, Jackie White and of course Josh Papali was probably the first pick for the Maroons but I was staring at the, the team photo this morning and um, how good is it seeing Jack White in a Blues jumper considering what we all know what he's been through in the last 12 months uh, Ricky talks about how it's a lot more of a mature team especially the boys with families and whatnot are starting to grow into their legs as a rugby league player but you look at Jack White and he's also growing into himself as a man yeah, there's no doubt that Jack went through a really tough time last year and he understands that he brought that on himself. He he made some poor decisions uh, on that night when it all went down and, and he had to face the consequences and went through a really tough time last year. He missed a, a dozen games at the back end of the season um, and uh, probably ruled himself out of contention for uh, what he thought would be any representative honours, but he's jumped out of the blocks this season, uh, new position, new outlook. And he's been fantastic. And uh, I think it's a just reward for him being able to turn himself around, not only on the field, but off the field as well. Mm. We had Nicky on here last week and we, we spoke about the potential selection and he was very humble in and, and, and his stride. And he doesn't seem to get nervous about too much stuff. It's like ignorance is bliss for that young bloke. And that's why I think Origin will handle it really well. He's the kind of guy that could just walk through fire and not even think about it twice, get to the other side and do his next thing. Tommy Logan, isn't it exciting to see Nicky there in the Blues jumper and... Yeah, I'm really happy for both of our guys who have been selected. I think uh, Nick will be uh, quite well looked after, obviously, heading into camp. And I think having him playing alongside Josh Morris, who's the veteran coming back for the Blues, I think that's going to be a really good experience for Nick. And he'll he'll probably learn a lot off uh, Josh Morris. It's two very different looking state of origin teams, Mm. isn't it? Go back five years to when Queensland was still dominating and you had Thurston, Cronk, Smith, Slater, all um, all playing state of origin. Um, Inglis and, and Queensland Queensland team now, you look at a Josh Papali who's been selected and he's probably one of the senior leaders in that side because they've lost so much experience. And, and even New South Wales is completely different to the team that won the series last year. Yeah. Injury and form has, has uh, made a lot of changes and that's a good thing. I think it's, it's good that New South Wales have stuck solid to um, players that have been performing well and that's why yeah. we see Jack and Nick in there because they've, they've been very strong again. Well, it used to be growing up in the 90s, representative jumper was reward for form and you feel playing you know a few incumbents in there you know your captain mm. your spine but you know you're rewarded and the team that won the premiership the year before usually had a good sprinkle of origin players in there but it's going to be mouth-watering I can't believe it's origin time already it's crazy isn't How it we're in around 12 of the nrl it's halfway point this week but gents i think the most exciting thing as well what they will bring back to the Raiders with that experience. Blacks like Jack White, and he'll grow from strength to strength. And just, yep. I can't wait to see what yep. mentality he brings back. I'm, here. I'm interested to see what role he plays on on the night. Obviously, he's there 
for a couple of reasons. There's a bit of backline cover um, if someone goes down, um, whether it be one of the halves or one of the outside backs. Jack can obviously cover all of those positions. Mm. Um, but, you know, if things are going well and, and Damien Cook's playing 80 minutes, uh, he might come on and, and play a bit of a roving role, sort of a, a, a play in the middle of the field and, and sort of sniff around the ruck, um, which has been a bit of a formula in the past for that type of player mm. in origin. And I think... Uh, if he does get that opportunity, he'll be very dangerous because um, he'll come on fresh and he'll be looking for tied forwards. And, and when he does that, it's when he's at his best. Jack, he'll be very dangerous. He also has that skill. Uh, Tommy Logan, he can kick on both feet as well. Yeah, I think Jack's a very good option for Freddie Fittler to have in there. I'm really excited. I'm hoping that there's no injuries throughout the contest and Jack can sort of come on in that sort of last maybe 20, 15, 10 minutes and really just run through that tiring Maroons forward pack. Yeah, look, in, in, on the other side of the fence, obviously Josh Papali's probably going to have mm. to play more minutes than he has in origin before. Generally, he's come off the bench in these big contests, but uh, as I said, as one of the senior leaders, he's going to start the game uh, and he's probably going to have sort of 20, 25 minute stints when he plays. So um, he's going to be uh, he's going to be up for a, a big match and, and, you know, Nick's obviously going to hopefully play 80 minutes being on the wing. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, you wouldn't think there'd be anything different there. I'd love to see him score a try though. I think it'd be great for him. Uh, exciting. All right, we can't uh, avoid this too longer. Cowboys 22, Raiders 16. Uh, it was really upsetting loss the week before against South, a really emotional loss, but the boys were up for that. Been up for a good couple of weeks against Team 1, Team 2. We, we play a team who probably aren't really on the ladder, probably aren't really where they should be, but they have some champions in that team. Tam Lalo we speak of, and he just down through the middle, just man of the match performance with him, and they got the chocolates on the day. Uh, we were disappointing, there's no doubt about it. Uh, we didn't play well. Um, we, we probably pushed a few things when we shouldn't have. Uh, in the, in the past few weeks, we've been quite composed, uh, even under pressure. And, and in those tight games, we've we've managed to find a way to, to get back into them and, and be in the contest right at the end. But this one, um, although that was still the case, I just feel like we just never, ever felt comfortable out there on the mm. weekend. There was there Never was, got going. No, we never got going. We never got a roll on. I think mean, you opened it up from the, the start of the game where Mick Oldfield probably fired a, a pass a little bit hard and high for Sam Williams. Um you know, to score that try. And perhaps Sam may have overrun that a little bit as well. I mean, we score a try there. It's it's 6-0 after the opening minutes and you're away. Um, yeah. But rugby league's one of those games where, you know, you, you need game. a bit of luck your way. Chance couldn't get that ball down. We thought that he'd grounded that ball and there was another one gone begging and, and all of a sudden the Cowboys get on a bit of a roll and we're behind for the rest of the game. Well, there's, before that result, there was just the first three results before Saturday were just upset. So it was a weekend of upsets and obviously the trend continued there. Tommy Logan... As Ben mentioned, we just never really got going. But I think uh, the, if you take a good sign from that, I think the individual brilliance in our team kept us in that game. Some of those really good plays from Jack Whiten, uh, that really good pass to put a Bailey in for a try, the 40-20 before. Yeah, we were obviously still in there. for Only the, converted try, you know. Yeah, we, we were in there for the majority of the contest. But just echoing what Ben said, you know, I, I think it was just one of those days where you know, a lot of those little one percenters really sort of just didn't go our way. I mean, there were, I think there was a kick that was almost going to go out for a 40-20, but it ended up mm. hitting the corner post. And, and mm. I thought, oh, that was towards the end of the game. And I thought, oh, that just really sums up our afternoon. It's we, just not going to go happen for us. Once again, we gave away a few penalties early in the game, which puts us on the back foot. And those penalties, when you're coming out of your own end, when the, the team's coming out of their own end and they get a penalty on play 4-5, and they get themselves down the other end in good field position. I mean, it sets them up for either a try or the ability to try and get another set. Mm. Uh, we've got to get that out of our game because it's been happening 
consistently. Uh, I know Rick's been um, talking to referees, bosses, and um, and people at the NRL about why we're getting penalised for those sort of things. And and um, but you know, and we need to get that out of a game. Simple as that. Discipline is it is it something that you're going to need around finals time if you if you're there. So we need to Absolutely. we need to fix that up. Well, one of those you mentioned was right. <clears throat> After half time, fourteen ten, and then we give away a penalty late in the tackle count, and they score on the back of that. So all of a sudden, you have your team briefing by the coach, and you go out there and and compound a penalty, which results into points, and it got it got to twenty to ten, and it was always going to be a hard. It was climb. a hard slog back from there, yeah. and although we got within six points, oh, I felt that we were further away than that. I mean, the Cowboys were probably unlucky not to win that game by a bit more. Yeah, um, it's probably the fact that you know we've got some quality attacking play in us when when we can. We can try turn a try out of nothing. Um, but it's, we've been winning games on the back of our defence and I don't think our defence was up to where it has been uh, in the past few weeks. Well, there's no excuses, but we are missing some personnel now. Hodjo oh, yeah. goes off as well. What's the latest on him? We're hearing eight weeks for Hodjo. Yeah, six to eight weeks, unfortunately, for Josh. Uh, broken thumb. He'll have surgery on Thursday, I think it is. So, look, it's just uh, compounding at the moment and the injury toll and obviously origin selection makes it a really uh, difficult situation in terms of start team selections. Boys? <laughs> no, I think uh, Rick would rather play with 15 yeah, than have us in I there. I think so. <laughs> yeah, Probably but, 14. But, you know, the, um, the the team has been named. We're going to have a look at that now and uh, and see exactly what we've got. All right, Benny, I'll just throw to you, mate. It's going to be a different-looking Raiders side to take on the Dogs this week on Saturday night for round uh, 12. It- yeah, it's, uh, like you said, there's been injuries and origin selections have forced a few changes. So uh, Sebastian Chris uh, will come into the centres. He's going to play uh, in that position for Nick Kotrick, who was at right centre. And that's, that's great because Seb's a natural right-side uh, centre, so he's got the ability to, to come in and play that position. He'll feel comfortable there where in his debut he came on the bench and played in the middle, so an opportunity for him. Uh, Aiden Caesar, experience mm. there, comes back into the six. I think that's a great inclusion for us. Obviously, Aiden's been um, around the game a long time, played a lot of first grade, um, and he'll be hungry because he's been out of the arena for a little while. Uh, looking forward to coming back in. Uh, Saliva Havili, um, he will start in that position for Josh Hodgson. Mm. Obviously, Hodjo out um, for the foreseeable future with that thumb injury. So Lever, you know, the benefit of playing a dozen games there at the start of last season, uh, fantastic for him to come back. Uh, Corey Horsburgh is going to start the match in, in front row for Josh Papali. Um, I think he had some ridiculous amount of run metres on the weekend. Yeah, I was, didn't you, Tom? I was just going through the numbers before from the Cowboys game and he ran for over 178 running wow. metres with 67 post-contact and also... Uh, during that 43-minute stint that he had, he made 34 tackles. So that's pretty good numbers. Good for an offload as well, Corey. Yeah, as well. definitely. Yeah. Uh, the, the back row has also changed a little bit. Joe Tarpin, he's going to start the game on the left edge. He's going to play uh, left back row. Mm. And, and Hudson Young is going to move into the middle and play at lock to start the game. So like a different that. position for Hudson again. Uh, the bench, though, is where uh, we're going to see a little bit of a, um, a new face, right, at number 362, Tom Starling, wow. is going to get an opportunity. Now, Tom um, has been signed as one of our development players, but due to the, the amount of injuries and the amount of uh, players we have in origin this weekend, the NRL's actually granted him an exception to come in Great. to the NRL team this weekend. So he won't um, join our top 30. He'll be signed on as a development player. Those development players can actually play can first play grade first after June 30 anyway. So um, Tom um, might give it, that might give us a bit of an opportunity to have a look at him now and see if we can mm. use him down the track. So he gets a chance, which is great. Terrific player. Um, been really going well for Mounties this year. So looking forward to seeing him uh, get a crack. Uh, and Emre Gula comes in uh, to, the, to the pack as well. He'll play off the bench. Uh, he had a, a, an opportunity earlier in the season. Uh, Ryan Sutton shifts back. 
um, to the bench as well this weekend. I think Rick's looking for a bit of impact off the bench, obviously, mm. with Papa being there. So there's a change there. But let's scroll down. Jersey number 21, John Bateman, named in an extended squad Ooh. this weekend. I think he'd be long odds to play. However, we'll see how he goes this week. Wow. <laughs> Checking your play? I don't know. I don't think just, so. Just I, off, I don't think just so. Off I think, I even, if, play? even if he doesn't play, I think just having his presence around will will lift lift, yeah. lift the team. Just having him back in the yeah, chair. Yeah, I think it's just he's only just got back from England. He's obviously um, hasn't ran for two weeks. Hasn't run. He's got to do a lot of. He's got to do a lot of um, tick a lot of boxes before he gets the opportunity to play. I don't think he's going to play this no. weekend. But you know, having him in the twenty-one just in case, um, you never know. So you want him to be if he's available, then you, you, you put him in, obviously. You want to be playing the team coming last, but no, not not the not well, the Dean Pay led team who knows the Raiders also well. We play a team this weekend that's relatively unaffected by injury or origin. To be honest, they took the Storm they all the way to the wire twice this year. That's right. Dylan Napa um, is the big out for them, obviously in the Queensland setup, and Jaden Ockenbaugh, um out injured on the wing. But um, he's only sort of come into the mix this year. But aside from that, they're going to be very, very strong. Kieran Foran's back in that side, oh. steering them around the park. They've got big mobile forwards uh, and they've got outside backs that can score a trial. Will Hopawade, if you remember against us when we played them in the trial earlier in the season, you know, I think he had two or three try assists and, and um, played some really good footy. So, look, as we say every week, there's never an easy game in the NRL. And, and we're coming up a team coming last, but we're probably under the most pressure that we've been all year. I like the fact that Caesar comes back into the team. And if you can remember a couple of the really good games he's played for the club were against the Bulldogs. Obviously, a, jun- a Bulldogs junior, there was a game last year that he played, the year before that he made of match performance. Mm. His first, he's returned back from his first year here. He steered the boys around with a great win at Belmore one year. So he really rises for the Bulldogs games. And coming back yeah. and back into the grade, I think Look, he's, he's it's not all It's not all doom and gloom. You've got to remember that. Still a football um, at, team. Now. At stages during last season, our 6-7-9 was William Caesar and Havili. Yeah. So these guys have played football together. They know each other's games. They know exactly what they need to do. And I think we'll see Aiden, Sam and Havili all share the responsibility. All right, gents, let's do this. A couple of points for yourself. You gave a two-try assist, but I'll take the one-try assist and the blue selection. So that's a win. You'll take that. Uh, Donuts for myself. for you, boys. And uh, Tommy Logan, what do you got for us this week? Well, it feels like it's been coming for a number of weeks, but I think this is the week. Jared Croker, he requires two tries to level Jason Croker's all-time try-scoring record for the club to take into 120. A Jared Croker doubled this weekend to equal the record. And with Caesar back in the side as well, I remember he put a couple on the plate on a plate for Croker back at GIO Stadium. I think it was last year, early mm. in the rounds. Mm. What about you, Tommy? Okay, what, what do you got for us, Tommy? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, a try on debut to Tom Starling. I've just got a feeling. Um, I remember watching his game against the Eels in the trial. He was really good coming out of dummy half, and I, I think he's. I think he's he's quite explosive, and I reckon he's going to probably cross over from close range. Somebody posted a, a picture on uh, Twitter last night. It was like four players uh, that were in the under twenties Origin side, where the Brad Fitler coached a few years ago. Mm. So you had uh, Cam Murray, you had Nick Kotrick, you had Payne Haas, the other em- one, Emre Gula, and Emre Gula. There was they were all there, but the three guys, there's three guys there that are now playing Origin. Yeah. Um, but look at that team as well. You had Emre Gula. Brendan O'Hagan, who's in our system, mm. and you had Tom Starling at hooker yeah. as well. So we've got these young guys Some that there. people don't know yeah. about, but they're very, very handy young players. Speaking of handy young players, Hudson Young, I think he's going to score his second try for the Raiders. I think he's going to have a blinder there at 13 and really be a key part to it, to a good win for us. And the man that loves more than a punt, Sammy Williams. 
G'day, mate. What's happening? Hey, mate. No, not too much, mate. First of all, uh, great start to the season, of course. I'm going to ask you a little question later about uh, the number seven, but look, this is Scoge. I just want to ask you a question. Last week, you guys have been on absolute high for two weeks playing team one, team two. They always talk about the measuring stick, measuring yourself against the top teams. You measured very, very well in those games. Unfortunately, unlucky not to win a couple of those. You play a desperate Cowboys team, still with a team full of stars. We fall short. What was the feeling like post-game? What's it feel like being during the week? Yeah, um, we were really disappointed after the game. Um, we obviously went into the game believing that we could win it and, and felt we probably should have won the game. But um, you know, we let ourselves down on the weekend. So, as you said, we, we started the season quite well. But uh, it means nothing unless we turn it around and... Um, we've got to turn it around really quick. You've had a chance to have a look at the game uh, on the weekend. Where do you think you guys sort of um, could have been a bit better? Yeah, look, I think there was a few areas. I think um, you know, I think we, we probably haven't been, been pushing with each other and just that little bit of energy that, that comes with that. Um, that allows you to get a bit bit more ball on the front foot and I don't think we were at our best there. Um, we probably weren't as good as we had been with our first up contact either. So these things are not... Um, they're not the most complex things. They're things that can be fixed quite quickly, but they have to be fixed now. Big challenge this weekend. Obviously, a number of players out through injury, origin selection. Um, but you get some players back in the team with lots of experience. So you talk about Aiden Caesar coming back in. Um, he's done a wonderful job um, mm. in his NRL career, experience half. Uh, and you've played a fair bit with him, so you know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, there's um, there's, there's no doubt... Um, uh, me and Aiden have played a lot of footy together. We've spent a lot of time training together, and um, I think that's the beauty of what we do um, and why we come into to pre-season quite early. It's about forming combinations that um, at, at times through the season are going to be called upon, and this weekend there's a, there's a number of new players and a number of new combinations once again, but I think what we um, what we do in the pre-season, the, the effort we put, put in away from the bright lights um, enables us to get to the game in a good position. I look at the team this weekend. You go through the list, you see... Nickel Clockstad, Simonson, uh, Sebastian Chris, Corey Horsburgh, uh, Hudson Young, and now Tom Starling, even Amre Gula. I mean, there's the a lot of Raiders. guys there. That they've they've played you know hardly any NRL footy up until this year, so um, it's a massive challenge for them, but an exciting one too to, to see this next crop in full flight. Yeah, that's it. Um, I think what what we see there is a. a um, quite a new crop of players as you said but uh, with that it comes a lot of excitement and a lot of enthusiasm that um, you know maybe these these losses don't don't hang over a young player as much as someone who's um who's been around the game for, for a little while they um they've always just got that excitement about being part of this first grade team and um and, and just going out there and ripping in and with, without looking um looking into things too much it can be sometimes the, the freshest and the best approach so um, as you mentioned there's a lot of young forwards there who have who have really stepped up um, this week it's going to be a, another big step up because it's a really good forward pack they're a big physical team and um, I'm quite excited to see the young blokes step up and see how they go like you said Sammy these young blokes don't carry that baggage they just kind of back themselves and they just kind of hoo-ha around and just really they bring that excitement to the field your kind of role, you have to kind of lead by example, but that must give you a nice little character chase now having to really steer the boys around. I mean, you do week in, week out, but now some of the blokes like like uh, Hojo's not there, Jackie's not there. You know, it's a big one for you today, this yeah, week. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, it's, a, it's a big, um, as you mentioned, there's a, there's a lot of senior players out. Um, being in the halves every week, you, it's, it's important that, you, um, that you're ready to go, but this week's going to be a big one. Um, I know... 
we're, we're lucky with that combination with Aiden that, that we know we can get the job done. But um, you know, I'm excited for myself to be able to get there and um, and, and get the season back on track. It's um, it's, it's a really big game for the whole club. Um, it's really starting to shape our season, so we need to get get on the front foot. And not, you know, I'm excited about it. Whereas Benny mentioned, I mean, last year you had. Saliva at nine, and you, you know you and yourself with uh, with C's playing in seven there. So it's not too like you can kind of fit into that. It's not foreign. You can click and you click straight back into that kind of mentality. So it's not like you have to kind of like gel over a you know gel in forty eight hours. You're kind of already there. Yeah, that's it. I think, um, and I think you're probably seeing the way we play through the year. We're quite a um, we're quite a team that that. Um, that plays well with energy, and when we're when we're going running the ball hard and, and finding our front and um, and just doing those those little things better than the opposition, I think um, the combinations and, and putting the most flamboyant play together. It's not always about that. It's uh, we can score points by being the the most energized team and the team that that wants it the most. So um, we'll score points if we have the right right attitude and the right energy, and um, and we're doing the little things for our mates because. Um, as I said, it's not always about being the most flamboyant and, and, and stringing 20 passes together to score a try, but if we can leave a man on the ground or, or work really hard and, um, and scatter a defence, then you know, we're, we're going to be able to um, put points on. Kicking game is going to be vital this weekend against the Bulldogs. Obviously, a lot of big forwards. You want to turn them around and, and tire them out a little bit. Is this something that you and C's have, uh, have discussed already, obviously, with Jack not there? Yeah, we haven't had a big discussion about it. I think we just know that that's... Um, really important and um, a part of the game that I, I believe we can do well. Um, Caesar obviously has a, a nice left boot and and uh, and I'll be playing on the right with my right foot. So we have a couple of options there. I, I think um, it's just important our communications right and we we take the right options because um, these days the way we turn the ball over and the way the way the opposition receive the footy it's a, it goes a long way in the energy battle. So. Um, it's a big game for us to, um, to, to be able to do that well. Personally, mate, you've spent your whole career as one of those players that's had to fight for every minute that he gets uh, in the NRL team. Do you thrive off that? Does it just become second nature to you? Because obviously a lot of halfbacks at clubs you know, are signed and, uh, and play consistently in the position whenever they're, they're available. But you have to seem to fight and scrap your way into every team that you've ever been in. Is that... Is that something that you, you've become accustomed to? Yeah, I think it's probably um, it's probably something that, that I've probably learnt to deal with. Um, early on, we had um, Campo when he was at, at his best, and um, and Josh and McCrone, and and I'd only just come in, and um, we've had Ostar and C's, and um, I think the biggest thing it's just about trying to enjoy your footy when you get there. Um, when I was younger, you probably get caught up on um, just doing. You know, everything you get so caught up in the game and trying to make sure you don't make any errors or anything like that that, that you forget to enjoy the game. So um, these days I, I try and enjoy my footy, but it's a hell of a lot more enjoyable when you're winning. So um, it's about doing everything we can to win the game, first and foremost. Um, that's when the enjoyment comes. Um, but you're right, yeah, I, um, you know, I've been in and out plenty of times, but... You've been around for a while now. 2011, you made yeah. your debut. Yeah. yeah, it's eight seasons. Yeah, getting a little bit old now. We, um, <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, you, you you know, and we've we've had this discussion before. You you know that you most of your career you've spent as the the second option half, and you've had to deal with that. I mean, that must be really hard mentally to to keep coming back and and doing that. Is that is that something is that something you could be proud of? I reckon. Yeah, it's not it's not easy, and I know a lot of. Um, you know, a lot of players these days probably 
probably come into the game and, and it's and the hype's all there and, and it's um, and everyone loves a young player coming into the game so you, generally you're going to get the raps mm. um, but th- there's setbacks in this game but um, ultimately when, when you step back and look at things um, I come in and I come to training and I'm around my mates every day so although you know although it is tough and, and you t- you spend so much time working so hard to be a first grader and, and be playing first grade mm. that when it doesn't happen, it's not easy. It's there's not many jobs where you can put so much effort into, um, and then you you know you're pretty bluntly told that, you, that you're not doing a good job and back you go. So um, it's not easy at times, but as I said, I, I enjoy what I'm doing and I'm around mates and I'm in a club I love, which makes it a hell of a lot easier as well. Just what I want to ask at the start. So it's perfect segue to ask right now, and you're the perfect guy to answer that. When you go into a football group, and not, not necessarily this year's squad, because you've got yourself, you've got C's, you've got Adahangano in there. Obviously, Jackie's playing six, so there's a number of halves. What's, what's it like internally when you're both fighting for that one position? You know, and you're, and you're there on the lunch table together. Does it get, I mean, there's no probably, there's no tension there, there's no awkwardness, but you're both competitive individuals playing this game. There's only one position and there's, you've got three of them there and you're probably both good enough to be there. What's it like in regards to how you go, go, go about your days, even socially, knowing that you're both fighting for that one spot? Yeah, it's, um, it's a funny situation and um, probably, you know, not everyone can relate to where we're at, but... Because um, we're unique, eh, in the football clique. It's, it's, it's funny, like, we, we, as I said, we work so hard during the pre-season to try and get ourselves and, and want to be that first-grade player, but... Um, it, we, we surprisingly get along really well and, and there's not really a whole lot of awkwardness um, around the group. He's just walking past, he's just, actually. There you go. He's, 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 he's just, just walking straight past. Yeah, <laughs> still a big smile. It's, like, we're, no, we're, but it, we're and you mates. see it around the club. You, 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 yeah. The boys get on well and it's a great thing. That, that's what a good club is. Um, mm. you know, and There's no doubt about it. Halves come under a lot of scrutiny from um, media, fans, everyone like that. And I think that ours... You know, probably take a little bit too. It's a maturity too, much. isn't it? I think I think there's a few people out there, um, particularly in the in the social scene, that that um, need to pull their heads in a little bit when it comes to the criticism of um, of their halves because you know they're doing a good job and uh, you know without injury and a few bounces of ball, we could be you know in a in the top four right now. So it's not it's not their fault. Well, they're just sitting behind a computer on a couch somewhere anyway. But yeah. I think it's a maturity thing as well because it's a decision made by the coach and, and you know, it's like almost like the may the best man win type of thing. Yeah, it is. It's, um, uh, you, you, you're going to ride the roller coaster all the time. It's professional sport. You're going to come under criticism and you're not going to do everything perfectly. Um, and there's no doubt that you go through a game and you look back and you wish you did something differently, but um, you can't be caught up on these things. Um, you've got to move forward and... Um, and I think internal competition is still what you need at a club. It's what, what drives people and what, what enables people to try and play their best every week. So um, you know, it's just mm. about trying to get out there and try and try and do your very best and, and focus on everything that you can control. And uh, everything outside that, um, it, as I, it's not, you're not going to be able to control. So um, you've got to try and enjoy it while you're doing it. I think it. at the moment, I think you know, to, be a, to have a really good, successful NRL season, the thing I've seen over the years that you need... Depth in your squad, mm. competition amongst positions, and luck. Yeah, We've got two of those at the moment. Up. We've got two of those at the moment. We just can't get the third one, and that's the luck. Well, we thought we had that at the start of the year, but look, you know, hopefully it's just a little Hopefully patch. we get through this little patch yeah. here and we move on. Sam, we're going to let you go because we know you've got to get to recovery and get yourself ready for the game on the weekend. Uh, all the best of luck up there against the Dogs. It'll be a tough ask, but let's hope you can come back to the win. Yeah, it will be, Benny. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Oh, that wouldn't be a problem.
Celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Green Machine's epic 1989 Grand Final victory. This week we speak to a man who scored a crucial try for the Raiders. Also close to being best player on ground, inspirational for his team in that big match against the Tigers. A crowd favourite as well, Raider right number 73. As we go back in time to 89, the guy they call Batch, Gary Belcher. Badge, uh, obviously 87 happened, but come 89, we noticed you and Mal got given those responsibilities to kind of handle the fanfare, go out into the community and just take care of the week. I honestly can't remember, Nick, if, um, if that was handled that way by Tim Sheens and co. Um, you know, uh, there were some other senior players around the place and Dean Lance springs mm. to mind and... Uh, Gary Coyne, there was, but there were some young guys too, so um, I do remember us handling the week a lot better, there's no doubt about that. In 87, we were, we were really excited about being there and the community went off. I think we had the ticket take parade uh, in, the, in the lead up to the grand final, so you're exactly right. We, uh, we kind of celebrated a week too early and um, that was also a massive week for me. In 87, my, my first child was born. My son was born on the Friday. So geez, by the time the grand final came around, I was mm. around on the Sunday. I was almost, I was pretty much exhausted. Just couldn't wait for it to be over. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we did. We did. We handled 89 uh, much, much better. We fast forward to the game in 89. Uh Obviously, yourself, you would have known how to really prepare for the big stage, and there would have been a burning desire to get 80, 89 right, considering you missed in 87. But 88, you guys, Arthur Beetson came out later and, and said that if anyone stuffed it, it was the Raiders of 88. Yeah, that's the one that got away from us. We, um, we did have some injuries late in the season uh, or during the year, and felt we were going along pretty nicely, but uh, we went out straight out in, out in straight sets in the finals, from what I can remember, and we were bitterly disappointed. Um, and we, in hindsight, we knew it was one that got away. And when we finally uh, managed to get our act together, it wasn't all plain sailing in '89. We, mm. we lost a few games early. Um, yeah, but when we finally got our act together and headed for the finals, I think we, we, there was a real sense. The, the pace of that 89 game and right into the game, of course, uh, they, they score first. And, and Toddy said on this podcast a few weeks ago, he can he can clearly laugh about it later, how he threw that intercept pass for Jimmy Grant to score that try. But unfortunately, the, the bounce of the, the old Brown Steeden can, can get a bit ugly sometimes. Right before halftime, there was a, a ball downfield and you let it bounce there, Badge, and it goes straight in the hands of Courier and big Paul Sirenen scored. What was your headspace there like? I mean, being a senior member of the club that had played for Origin, you, you probably felt bad inside, but what was it that got you out of that headspace? Well, that's very arguable, Nick, as to whether I let it bounce or I couldn't <laughs> get to it. And Mal and I had, well, we didn't Coming from Mal. He gave it to me, just said, what are you doing? Don't let it bounce. And I couldn't get to it. I think that might have been uh, as we went back under the posts after Ciro scored or, or at half time. Um, he actually did say to me after we watched the game back for the 50th time about a day later, two days later, he said, yeah, I don't think you could have got to that. So um, I'm sticking with that version. If, <laughs> if we'd been beaten, uh, that would have stuck around with me for a long time. And, and the same as Toddy's pass, you know, those mm. those moments that you have and you just you just hope your team can help you 
get through it. And it must have been such an important speech at half time, and that that half time Raiders address in the '89 Grand Final seems to be so important. Speaking to the players that have played in there, you know, because you guys would have been disappointed knowing that you were, if not the better team in the first half, but the scoreline didn't ind- indicate that. And to concede a try right on half time hurts in most of the time, but especially during a Grand Final. What what was going on in the sheds for you guys to turn it around and to have that belief still? Tim obviously had a, a bit to say, and Mel had a bit to say, but the crux of it was that we're in this up to our necks and we had to be confident enough to get ourselves back. A 10-point deficit was a big a big challenge back in those days. Absolutely. It was really difficult to come by. Um, you know, you can take back 10 points in five minutes nowadays, but very rarely would that happen then. So, But we always felt that we, um, we were good enough. And I think that the final words that I can remember from Mel along the lines of um, how um, how confident he was and how much he believed that we could do it. And I think it just made everyone, you know, realise that we had a good enough side to do it. We just had to believe and, and just keep ploughing ahead. Obviously, you got there towards the end. Chica scores that try. Big Jacko scores. And we had Jacko on a few weeks ago, and he mentioned the first thing that he happened after that try was Gary Belcher ran down to me and said, hey, Jacko, Mal's just missed the kick. So only down by five. Great try. Keep your head up. Let's defend these next few sets. But was it the 87 burn in there making you want to make sure that we get 89 right, we make sure we get the Winfield Cup this time around? Oh, absolutely. It was just a, it was a young kid. He was a young player and hadn't played a lot of footy in the top grade. And I, the message, I think, was the same for everyone, but just wanted everyone to keep their heads on. The game wasn't over. Um, he, he more than likely sealed it for us. But mm. as you would have seen, there was a there was still a fair bit of time to play, I think five minutes or whatever, and yeah, there was still a, a, enough time for, for them to score if we um, if we didn't, you know, hang in properly. So, yeah, it was... Um, I'm, I'm glad Jacko remembered that. I, Profound piece on the rugby league history, not just for the Raiders, obviously, but it's been touted as the greatest grand final of all time. I ask everyone that played in that game on this show, is there something that you take out of that game metaphorically and apply to your life today, Badge? Anything's possible. Absolutely anything is possible, no matter where you come from or how far back you are behind. Um, anything's possible, and I think you know we proved that in a, a short period of time, as far as the Raiders' existence is concerned. But also, you know, in that last that second half of uh, uh, coming back from against the odds, I think we proved that uh, yeah, you can do it if you set your mind to it. And you all you all team up together. Gary Belcher, thank you very much for joining us. Always good to chat to you. Thanks, Nick.